Ding, diddling, 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 ding, diddling. That's supposed to be Moroccan music. Does that? Did that? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't going to interrupt. I wanted to see where it was going. I didn't. It makes me feel at home. But you notice I was trying to almost like belly dance as well. I thought you. I thought you were doing Indian dancing. Ding, diddling, diddling. I don't know. I'd have no idea really where I was going with that at all. Um, I was hoping you were going to interject. Much earlier on. No, I'd I'd have I'd have waited for days listening to that <laughs> just to see. To, mainly because I was just watching your face of that look of. Can you know what I'm doing here? Are you understanding? Are you on the same wavelength as me? No, not at all. So that's confusion. Um, a feeling of uh, of um, oddness, surreal. This is it's got to be day two of the MDS. Of course it is, absolutely. Oh, this is why we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. This is it. This is what it's all about. So, this is our. Well, welcome um, back, new listeners who are listening just for the MDS specials. Yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you want more of that weirdness, you should listen to the rest of the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was just a, a hint at how strange it can get. But we're focused very much on the thirty-first Sultan Marathon de Saab. Um, and this is day two, stage two. I was thinking today about what is what we're going to say about day two because the other days are all different. No, 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 they're they... not though, are they? They're not at all. They are right because this is this is you, you get there's like a a sort of twilight zone over yeah. the like the what's it called the six days or whatever. Yeah, there's a twilight zone, and that twilight zone is between like stage two and stage three because. That is when most of the people who are going to drop out are going to drop out in those two stages. Um, two and three, okay. Two and three. That's when um, the enormity of like the the long day starts approaching, and it's normally the point at which people are thinking, "God, that was a hard. That was hard. I don't know if I can do it." And that was it. And oh. it's like there's like that bump. There's that sort of little like, sort of bump that you have to get over, which is stages two and three, because they in isolate on their own. They're, they're pretty hard races to do. They're pretty hard ones to do. But they're nothing <laughs> compared with what's coming up. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's that mental thing. It's the mental thing of getting over it. These days, those stage two and stage three, you can almost group them together, but we're not going to because we're talking about stage two. So stage two, your belly should be full because everyone's given away their food on the night before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should be feeling relatively strong. You've probably got a little bit better night's sleep than you did um, on the the day before the first stage because you're a little... Do bit... you know what, I'm, I'm going to try and eat so much that I'm sick. <laughs> I think that is a challenge to try and put on weight while I'm there. Uh, do you know, that's not a challenge because I, I, I managed to succeed in doing that every time I do a multi-day race, so... <laughs> Even the MDS, did you put weight on? No, no, not the MDS. I, I did lose. I think I lost. I think I lost about six pounds or something in the MDS. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. No, that was all out, so, of, my ba- all out of my backpack, though. <laughs> so, so, because I'm thinking going into day two, boredom is going to be. I've got to be thinking t- today is a nothing day. I'm not really building on anything. I'm not built. I'm not the day before the big run. It's just a day of doing you're, more of the same stuff. You're, being, you're, you're This is it. This is where you need to be solid. You need to, you know, stay up there with the pack. You need to, um, again, just look after yourself. Look after yourself because all, all manner of things can go wrong. You know, there might be. The thing is, the other the other thing is that conditions may change. Like you know, at the start of one of these stages, there may be a sandstorm in the morning, which 
slows down your prep a little bit before you start racing, you know, which isn't isn't always a problem, but you know, you, you never know the effect it's going to have on you. That you know, it might be it might be a lot warmer, you know, when you, we start here. again. If you're going to be in the top top group and you're going to be starting a little bit later as well so you're going to have a little bit of extra rest oh even on day two i think so i think it pretty much starts pretty soon that um you uh, i don't how would i know i've never been in the front group i just remember <laughs> <laughs> i just um i don't know actually i don't know i'm saying this as though uh, I, I need, well, let's should i check this yeah because i i mean i i i like that i like the idea of that because it's always nice in races when you you run through people. You've got people to chase down, and you can say hello to everyone as well. Yeah, it's going to be less good. lonesome. Well, it's it, it's good when sometimes like when people whip by you, and you're just like, what what was that that came by? That was incredible. And and you mentioned that a lot of people drop out today potentially. Is that because day one people are just too stubborn and think no 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 no, it's not. I'm not dropping out day one. Got to get through day one. And day two they actually think. Oh yeah, yeah, I was right. Day one was a nightmare. I can't do this. Uh, I th- it, it, it's a combination. If people starting to, if people are having stomach problems and stuff, that it's now that they're having stomach problems. Um, it's now that if you if your feet aren't sorted, they're starting to have problems. My experience was a lot of people dropped out in those first few days. You know, it was day two and day three where I think the majority of the people that did drop out had, had gone, and especially knowing that that long day is coming up as well. So um, yeah. It was a little bit different again. Like when I did it, the the um, June day was the first day, so that was a, a really difficult thing. You, you know, June day might be second day um, for when you're doing it. So again, you just it, that's why they, that's the reason they mix it up, just to you know, so you can't you can't prepare for it in in that respect. And and what would you say people are when when people start the day when they finish the day? What is the general feeling around the camp? What's going through people's minds? Again, so you've got none of that. You've got that expectation now um, of, of of sort of what it's like. You you know, not many people have run in the desert before. If you're new to mm. it, so you sort of know what it's like running in the desert. So you know, you start thinking, right, there's going to be situations that are going to arise that I know going to how to how to deal with now. So so, is, so you feel better going into. It? You feel more prepared, or oh, you I feel think so. more, You feel worse. No, 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 no. It's like you feel better because um, environmentally you're more prepared. You feel mm. worse because you're still concerned that you can actually do it. Again, it's a, it's a mental thing. If your body's falling apart at this stage, that's a lack of preparation and everything. So that's that's really difficult. But um, uh, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be in it. No one should really be in a stage. You should prepare for it properly. You should still be feeling relatively strong if you've eaten properly. So you know, it's. I think you know, day two, like you say, it's sort of just getting over that bump. I think day three. That's when that's when the sort of the mind games start playing, just because the yeah you don't think, I think I don't think there's a lot to say about day two. I think you're right, but yeah. I think it's um, you should for you straightforward, strong bang. Make sure you stay up there with the pack. Don't 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 end up on a drip, David. Keep hanging, well, keep I, hanging behind. Bide your time. I tell you, I tell you one thing. I, I did my last heat chamber today, so I was down at St Mary's and I've done six of them now. And what really struck me, so the first one I did, I drank um, about 700 milliliters during the course of 50, 55 minutes. Yeah. And sweated a fair bit, but I didn't feel like I'd sweat, sweated that much. This one, oh my word. I, and I'd, I'd, after that first session, I realized I need to drink more because I'm, I'm losing more sweat than I'm taking on. Yeah. Um, but I, 
I thought, this is going to be a problem drinking this much. This is going to be hard to constantly remind myself. But also, if I've got that much liquid, a litre and a half in your stomach, sloshing around, surely that's difficult. Today, I've never sweated as much in my life. Even before it was that hot, even while I didn't feel hot, it's completely changed my sweat rate. And I I drunk a litre and a half within about 45 minutes. And now I'm thinking... I'm not sure if there's enough water on the course for the amount that I now drink. As, it's insane. And I didn't feel as if my stomach didn't have any problem with it. It just evaporated from me. I was wringing out my top. And normally I can run in kit. And you wouldn't even know I've run because I sweat so little. Well, and- it's, it's going to be harder than that because you're not going to feel it. Because if, if, with that temperature, I mean, this is part of the mm-hmm. reason why you can pretty much wear the same um, kit the whole time. Because... As soon as you sweat, it evaporates. You can't tell. It's really difficult to tell how yeah. dehydrated you're getting because your your sweat. There's no. It doesn't. You don't feel it in the way that you know, when you when you're running in the UK. If you're sweating, you go, "Oh, I'm losing a lot of. I'm losing a lot of water. I need to take on a lot of water." Different. Yeah. Totally different environment. You don't know how much you're sweating. You don't know. You have no indication. You know. The only thing you can do is like check your wee um, and you know I. I did, I did something which I don't know was particularly draconian or whatever, but I always just made sure, I, I set a timer on my watch, I always made sure that I drank something when the time went off, and that, that, that was what I did. And it How was, long was the time? Uh, it was like every six minutes. Okay, so I, I think I naturally am drinking yeah. far more regularly than that at the moment. It's crazy. Yeah, so I, I think as long as, you, it's just really difficult to, to, to do. That's a really difficult thing to do. Um, to to know how much uh, sweat you lose um, yeah. in an environment where you just got you've got no way of measuring it because it's so hot. So I think again, well, it's it's going to be it's it's one of these things whereby it's really easy, I imagine, to go off pretty hard still on the second day or the third day and feel comfortable and not realise yeah. that you still sort of have to hold something back. You you this you can still trip up at these points, um, and so you know it's it's with, with any sort of multi day race. It's about knowing when to push it, when to, you know, like you say, mm. it could be boring. You've got to be boring. Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah I think and, so. And no pink pants, no hot pink pants, no crazy japes on the course. Just be boring, David. I was thinking of hiding behind a rock. Hiding <laughs> 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 a rock and jumping <laughs> 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 I might have to wait, like wait for fifty minutes for the next person. Like shit, shit, come on, it's against the clock. Well, the good thing is I've done my music now, and I was listening to because I've I've given my large storage um, disc to Claire, my missus, and so I went down there to get all the classic tunes, and even listening to about fifty minutes worth of MP3s on the on the way back. Oh wow! I was so excited. Such classic tunes. I've ah, oh, I found someone who is up there with Pato Banton. No way! If you if you're listening to this for the first time, there are certain figures who have cult like status, <laughs> iconic status amongst the do badder um, uh, bad boy running crowd, and uh, Pato Banton has been elevated to that status. So it's like you're tearing down. Jesus, by saying that yeah. you found someone who's... Who? Well, I'll, I'll give you a clue. One of the best, 
if not the best white rappers on earth of all time. It's very different. You're, you're not talking about Vanilla Ice. Not Vanilla Ice. <laughs> you're not talking about Snow. Not, not Snow. I knew you were going to hear Snow next. Not Snow. <laughs> what? Is there another? He, not Eminem. Not Eminem. He, he's cool. in between. In between those eras. And Squitty he, um, he, I, 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 that's all I know about him. I don't know. I assume he's Scandinavian just for, I'm going to type it in quickly. What? I assume he's Scandinavian just because of the way he doesn't really pronounce words. Yes, he's Swedish. <laughs> Who is it? Stackerbow. Stackerbow. What, what song? What song does Stackerbow sing? Oh, that sounds really familiar. Here we go again. Here we go again. That one. Yeah, insanely good. And I've I've got my MP3 player full of songs of that level of quality. Where <laughs> when it comes oh. on, it just makes you smile. It makes you so happy. And then you laugh. And then you sing along to it. And then you listen to it again straight off to get double the amount of joy out of it because you then remember the words and you're just, ah, oh, it just takes you away from wherever you are into that, the pleasure of watching Beavis and Butthead rip the shit out of Stacker Bay. Oh, Amazing. I don't want this to take away from your full mouth and disarm experience. I don't know if there's a certain incongruency of the, the majesty and beauty of the Saharan Plains and stack a bow being the soundtrack. To that. <laughs> <laughs> we should go through. We should go through some of those really cheesy epic films, and then just slip stack a bow over the top. Of of the beautiful moments. Lawrence of Arabia when they're like crossing the desert, and you've got baby come back, better baby. Bay, bay. <laughs> that would be amazing series. Just inappropriate dubbing. Inappropriate incidental music. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great idea. See, day two has turned out to be brilliant, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you've got my MP3 player. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're going to have to sell this soundtrack for future MDS runners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, we'll see in your so, performance how, how well it, what it's done. If you, if you, if you, you're not first British male because of Stacker Bow. Stacker Bow is going to be go down to Edinburgh Marathon status. Yeah, I mean, it might change my whole running technique. <laughs> what? You're going to be you're going to be a heel strike or something. <laughs> well, well, you know, when you you do that kind of slightly bendy oh, leg, where oh, your it curls may, in and your, out. Your gait may change because uh, what? It, like, I might what, end like, up stacking it. The thing is, what if you start listening to like stereo MCs or something? If you listen to like stereo on MCs, there. they've got like that swagger, haven't they? Gonna get myself connected, and that you, there's no way you can run a uh, four foot strike to stereo or MCs. The, the, the song from the Mr. Soft advert. Mr. Soft. What? I can't, I can't remember the gene now. What? It's really. <laughs> but it could be a danger if the wrong song comes on at the wrong time. It could, just, it could throw your whole race. Oh, no. Actually, the guy I was, I was, I was in a, the heat chamber with another guy who was there first, and he put oh, wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. Was this a heat chamber or just a sauna? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wonder why we were running naked. <laughs> Causes a lot of chafing. But he had on what was probably traditional spin class music. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And at first I thought, amazing, because obviously like every single spin class has ever existed on Earth, it starts with the root. And you think, yeah, da 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 But then after about four or five minutes, it was dreadful because we were just jogging along on, on the treadmills and having incredibly pumping house for 50 minutes doesn't match your, temp- your, um, your cadence in any way. No. And it gets incredibly boring. And I was thinking there's probably going to be a lot of people out there who've taken this amazing pumping music that they're going to start the beginning of day two, <laughs> four, five, six hour run with and they're going to realize once they're out there that stack of bows is what they need. Not this, not this absolutely 180 beats per minute music. Yeah. Stack of bows needed. So, I think the, the the situation is that if you have a loved one out there, now is the time to helicopter in some emergency stack a bow. So yeah. stage three, yeah. and even for the long day, I, I would say. Or get, maybe I would say get stack a bow's album. I don't imagine that exists anymore. It's yeah, <laughs> I, it, it might not have existed to begin with. Did you know he was a nominated? He was nominated for a Grammy. Oh my goodness! Um, in fact, he got. Nomination Grammy Award for Song of the Year. That shouldn't surprise you. There was a there, there was a period in like the nineties where it was a bit of a, a black hole in terms of pop music. A lot of stuff went that you know they sort of need to write off in terms of like yeah. prize giving and, and, and awards. And it's like we went through a really dark period and all sorts all sorts of craziness happened. I'd, I'd say the 90s did for pop music what the 70s did for uh, childcare. <laughs> That's probably a fair assessment. <laughs> right, okay, on that bombshell is the end of stage <laughs> two. <laughs> we still, we managed to try and squeeze Jimmy Savile in there. <laughs> who, will, who is not running the MDS, but if he was... He'd have probably rearranged it so it'd have been down on Brighton Beach, just so it was easier for him. Yeah, according to our source, he'd have got a car anyway. He yeah, wouldn't have run it. Okay, so that's end of stage well, two. Let's. Uh, you should be. You should be relaxing, relaxing out, Max tonight, chilling, enjoying your first British male place, first Brit place, hopefully. Oh, that'd be oh, nice. That'd be lovely. That'd be good, Fingers that'd be crossed. Good. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in the morning. See you. See you. Have a good, have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Jenny. Cheers, listeners. Bye. Bye.